0: About finances, investing, estate, and retirement planning? Well, I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances
1: And with Kathy and Jennifer. Welcome to Finances And. I'm Jennifer and I'm here with Kathy. Today we'll cover things that could help in the divorce process like splitting assets, how mediation could help, and tax implications.
0: Just to start off, we want to just share that we are making the assumption that Whoever needs this advice has already tried counseling and done everything that they feel like they can to save the marriage and that this is meant to be once it's clear that the marriage can't be
1: saved. Yes, exactly. After looking at many sources, we found that the averages for the number of US marriages ending in divorce fluctuated and vary depending on different factors. But we found that overall, there was an average around 40% of US marriages ending in divorce. So it is an important financial topic because you do need to protect yourself if you find yourself in that situation. So once the decision is made to divorce, emotions are an overload and you're trying to make financial choices that can affect you in the present and the future.
0: You know, this is especially true if you're not the person who does the finances in your relationship and please be that person that does do the finances in your relationship or do them together. Lindsay Tiger recommended the following five things to start as soon as you do know that it, it is over. And the first thing is to establish the date of your separation. You're going to have to wait six months to actually file for divorce. So once you're separated, that's the date that they start calculating it on. But it is also the date that when any money comes in to you, that money will be yours and is not subject to be split with your partner as, as you get farther into the proceedings.
1: You need to request a copy of your probably now co-mingled credit report and look for any errors. Anything that could have damaged your report, even if it was done without malice, can bring your score down. And now that you'll be applying for your own credit, you'll want it to have as high a score as possible. You can contact any one of the three agencies and get their free report. And then four months later you can get the next free report. And four months after that, you can get the last. So this way, you can check your credit report for free all year, every year. And the agencies that you can contact are Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Credit
0: cards can cause a real hassle because you're both still responsible for any debt that's charged, no matter the date that it is charged, on jointly owned cards. The advice is to close that account by paying it off if you have the money to do that and then close that account but if just paying it off is not an option you should probably both open a credit card and then move whatever is agreed upon of that initial amount to each of your new cards and then cancel that joint one it might seem like that there is no need to do this if you and your ex are getting along but honestly this is an emotional time and sometimes poor choices are made while angry and that could be charging more to that credit card or even just leaving one or the other
1: of you with the bill so try and split up those bills that you have as soon as you can. Another account that you would want to consider opening at this time is your own bank account. And to move your direct deposit into your new account, apply for this quickly at work because it can take up to a month to make the move to a new account for some systems and also decide on how the money will be split and move it into your account. If tensions are high, then you could move 50% now and then amend your percent if you both agree on that later. If alimony or child support is owed, it can be moved like any other transaction. Plus, it makes it easier at tax time to calculate the amount paid for each.
0: Now is also the time to sit down and make a list of all your assets. These might include things like cars, any kinds of accounts that you have, banking accounts, IRAs, 401ks, property, whether that's physical property or land and homes and and RVs and boats and things like that. Then you're going to want to make a list and put a value next to each of these things. It might require some research on your part or even getting a professional opinion on it. But then you want to decide who is the logical recipient of that particular asset this can be done, each of you doing the separate lists, and then you come together to see how you both agreed on things. But start out with the largest dollar amount item first. You're in a fresh place at that point, And by the time you get to the end of your list, there might be more hurt feelings and you don't want to start trying to separate large assets when everybody's possibly on edge.
1: As a single person, again, you need to create your own new spending plan. So start evaluating your needs versus wants. And once you feel in control of your finances, then the other things will fall into place after this whirlwind of emotions. You can get started by listening to our podcast in episode six on budgeting. This is the time to really start spending below your means, even if you don't have to. Do you have any examples of like specific reasons you would be advising people to spend below their means?
0: For example, it will be hard to foresee what kind of costs are going to jump up during this time. And so if you can just be Spending below your means right now, if as those things start to occur, things that you didn't see happening, and then they they come up for whatever reason, then you can possibly have enough money to cover that versus adding that to one more bill that's come up in your life. Okay, good advice.
1: Recurring expenses that need to be split with your ex can be done by reviewing the last year's credit card and bank statements. This could include subscriptions, whether paper or electronic, leases, and health.
0: If your ex or you is not the quick mover when it comes to investments, it can take a long time to split these up. And you're going to want to be on this as soon as you're separated. And although in many cases, it seems inconceivable that your ex would harm you in some way, it does happen. And so specifically with investments, once those assets are gone or sold, the value may not be retrievable at the market value you were expecting. So make plans to split those stocks, bonds, ETFs, and place them in two accounts as soon as possible, because the more control you both feel and you both have, the better you're going to be feeling about your assets and, and what you still have.
1: Taxes, always a favorite topic, but now even more so. There are tax implications in a divorce and just like finances was probably not why you got married, tax status is probably not why you're splitting. Consider that even though you may decide to split the IRA valued at 170000 and the house valued at a similar price, there are very different tax implications. One will lose value as a future tax burden. Alimony is also no longer tax deductible for the person paying it and not taxable income to the person receiving it. This means it may be better to file as head of household versus single, but check with a tax expert. As
0: always, especially all these nuances and, and new experiences, this might be the year to talk to somebody professional about your taxes. Arbitrators or mediators are great resources if you're splitting up with little malice between the two of you. This means that they're working to support you both equitably and not one lawyer working for you and one lawyer working for your ex-spouse or your soon-to-be ex. You'll need to consider what's most important to you, though. So, for example, things that might come up are who's going to pay for the children's college or maybe someone pays for one spouse to go back to school and pays them a support money until they're done going through school or pays for school itself. And maybe you have things like vacation homes and you could somehow share those, you know, finding times that, that you can share it versus having to sell that asset. These arbitrators and mediators fall between the cost of a full out contested divorce or an uncontested one. But they offer so much advice and insight into things that, again, you haven't thought of because you didn't have plans to get divorced.
1: So it's a
0: a good asset to be able to use if you have that opportunity.
1: And so these aren't lawyers. They're different from that. There's still somebody that you can go out and you can hire for this type of position. It's not like you're asking a friend, right? Right.
0: Very true. Very true. And they, again, have that experience of handling divorce, but they're very calm. Both people have to be present at the same time. They're not helping one versus the other. And a discussion is being had. And it's it's a back and forth. Emotions can start to run high. It says fair, and as reasonable a conversation. And again, having that third party there helps keep you in check a little bit
1: too sometimes. So
0: mm-hmm. it's a great option if you can use them.
1: The state you live in will also affect your property division. Community property states include Arizona, California, Idaho, Louisiana, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin. And all of those states, community property is where all property is either communal or separate, meaning that communal is split in half while you each take your own separate property. Separate property could include anything owned by one person before marriage, individual inheritance received during or before, a gift received by a third party like a ring from a relative or money received from a personal injury judgment.
0: So those things that she just listed are things that are not considered something that will be split in community property. Even though those things could have happened during your marriage, those are still considered your own separate property and not part of the communal splitting in a community property state.
1: The other 41 states have equitable distribution, which means it's divided equitably or fairly, but not necessarily 50-50 equally. And even then, it doesn't mean physically equally, but maybe a percentage of the property value.
0: Other considerations include when you're splitting things, how long the people have been married, the standard of living that each of you are already experiencing, the age and health of each of the spouses, income and earning potential of each, the financial situation of each after the divorce, and then custodial parent needs if you are raising the kids or taking care of them. Some assets are considered different than others. They consider those who directly or indirectly were involved with the managing of the household. And additionally, they consider who directly or indirectly was involved with the managing of household and family issues.
1: There is also passive appreciation to consider. That is property that appreciates due to supply and demand or inflation. So land is a great example of this that comes to mind. The value of land can easily increase even though no efforts were made to improve it. So you may have bought a piece of land for a certain price when you got married, but now that land has gone up in value. So the land itself can be one item and the increased value another that you would split.
0: You know, prenuptial agreements can be real lifesavers, especially if you're getting married when you're older and have been financially established, or maybe this is a second or third marriage. But you want... But you're not going to be able to expect that this prenuptial agreement idea will go over well if you sort of spring it on someone, say, the week before the wedding. If you really are serious about getting a prenup agreement, then you're going to want to do it really when you're talking about marriage itself and having that discussion of whether or not you want to get married. It's very reasonable to have, but you want to talk about it long before the actual event.
1: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Ego is one of the biggest hurdles in a divorce. If you truly want to divorce, be prepared to be flexible and kind to your partner. If you have kids, then they are the parent to your children. And like it or not, you'll be involved with them for a long time.
0: And you having something not nice to say about your children's parent doesn't really make you shine in their eyes in the long run. So recognize that they have a relationship with them and they'll make their own decisions about that relationship, but it's not really your place to sort of steal that from them right now, even if you are hurt. Expect to mourn whether or not it was your idea. This can mean the end to one or both of your dreams about being in love forever. And this is not uncommon for even either one of the spouses to have this feeling of mourning the loss of this relationship. It's possible that you and your ex are going to need some grace while this is happening. It's going to, again, come back to the more emotion you can take out of divorce, the more amicable it will be. And you and your spouse will just feel better about this situation.
1: Divorce has stages of loss, much like death or stages of grief. And you may not experience all or even in a specific order. But some of the stages that you might experience are denial. So you can't believe that it's over or maybe just think that it, you know, whatever argument you had will just blow over. Anger. You feel terrible and you lost your best friend. Bargaining. You may want to try to save the relationship in some way. Depression, feelings like I'll never find love again or love's not worth it. This may also lead into things like overeating or drinking problems. And the final stage being acceptance, where you can reclaim your life and move on.
0: No matter how amicable this divorce is going, expect and accept that some days will be better and some days will be worse for you and your ex. You did leave each other. And the fact is that you aren't agreeing on everything or you wouldn't have split up, but know that you'll be feeling fine about this one day and then they're going to feel bitter and sad. And then conversely, they'll be acting like they're happy and then you feel bitter and sad. So it's, it's a little, a little give and take. And just again, that grace, that understanding that today might not be the day to talk about this thing that maybe we need to wait until we're both feeling a little bit better about it.
1: Anything else? Yeah. Just some final thoughts on it. additional ways to kind of work through something like this. You can definitely build a support group of one to two friends, or even reach out to like a specific divorce support group with other people who are going through the same thing. And also just allow yourself to go through all the feelings and all the emotions, go through all the stages. And it might be helpful to consider therapy as well.
0: You know, take the time you need to heal. Maybe it's being introspective for a little while but find things that you also want to do especially if you weren't feeling good about yourself at the end of this what are some things that you want to do what are some activities that you'd like to try who are some people that you can reach out to and just know that you're not alone in this even though you might be feeling poorly there there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that you can find something joyful at the end of all of this Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to Finances and Divorce. We know you chose to listen and we're grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider. And then you can share your favorite episode with a friend. Finally, if you could please consider leaving a review because it brings financial education to others and it helps bring more listeners to us. Please let us know what questions you'd like answered or any topics you'd like us to cover by going to our website at financesand.net and then leaving us a message there. You can find our infographics right here. Here in the show notes below the podcast and on our website finances and does not provide tax or legal advice and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such always consult a tax accounting or legal professional for advice on your specific situation remember i went to school so you don't have to